We are back. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio, solid conservative, just plain right, covering down on some major ground across the northern half of the beautiful state of Alabama. I'm talking about this show goes way on down south of Birmingham, up north of Huntsville, Tuscaloosa, back to Gadsden, parts of Georgia, Tennessee, Mississippi, thrown in just for good measure. I tell you what, man, when we when the day comes, we pick up that next piece of syndication. Hey, I'm gonna have to restructure that. I've got you that are. thing down. <laughs> you have to restructure it. You're gonna slip it every once in a while. I don't, I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> Boy's talking outside his head. He doesn't know what's going on. Um, you, uh, you were just looking up the find your legislator thing. Weren't I you? was. It was right on. Um, so on Alabama Secretary of State. Yeah. You type in find your legislator. It's actually gonna take you to a map, and then you can type in your address at the top of the map, and it'll pull up everything. So every every elected official you would be voting for pulls up. I mean, U.S. senator, governor, all the way down to your state representatives. And all the way down yeah. to the state representatives. Okay. Mm-hmm. So if you have any question about who represent, by the way, it's not uncommon. <laughs> Just don't 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 feel bad if you don't know them. Um, but uh, but I, I'll I'll tell you uh, sometimes what those state representatives and state senators do in Montgomery has more impact on you than what happens out of D.C. So check it out. Uh, are you going to post this thing, man? Yeah, I'm actually going to post it to our website. I'll let you know where in just a minute. Okay, yeah. cool. All right, so yeah, our website, rightsideradio.org. It's got all our stuff on it, and Boomer's going to have more stuff on it here in just a minute where you can find your own elected officials if you need to. So yeah, that's that's for Alabama now. If you're listening to one of our listeners in Tennessee, Georgia, Mississippi, then uh, or, or one of our listeners in California, I guarantee you there's a way to do it, but it's not going to be this one. Um, but not yet, not yet, <laughs> not yet, not yet, not yet. Um, all right. Hey, we got, uh, we got some, some doing to do here. By the way, the text lines are open 833-687-4448. That's 833-68-RIGHT. Uh, Tyler from Huntsville just texted in about my monologue. He says, I've never heard of public square. I got to check that out. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it just seems very cool. I mean, I've still got some more checking out to do myself, but I love the idea that it's, um, it's set up for conservative values to be maintained and you can buy stuff. So there's that. Uh, Tony from Piedmont, he says, in reference to yesterday, he says, so a bat didn't bite a pangolin that ate an ant and sneezed into a gook, into a rice pudding in Wuhan, China. I don't know. <laughs> okay. So what he's basically saying is we're finding out now it was a lab. It wasn't a wet, it wasn't a wet market. Yeah. Uh, JT from Lacey Springs on my monologue today because that monologue is worth a repeat. He says, by the way, he was he was giving me the business yesterday because apparently the story that I used in my monologue had been told before. He goes, I think that first one, one you talked about yesterday was aired first time back when Copper was still on the board. Well, that would be like, how long have you been here, Boomer? July, right? I've been here since July. Okay, so that's so we're, yeah, Ooh, seven months. Man. Seven months. I've already been here for seven months. Wow. No. How long of that? Eight months. Eight months. I wasn't Come counting, on. apparently. Wow. Come on. Come on. Feel, feel like I've been here forever. You have been here forever. <laughs> um, Jenny from Decatur, children's education, thumbs up. She's talking about the school choice thing. Brian from Huntsville on that bill, he goes, oh, my gosh, does that carryover include trade schools? It does. That's the plan right now. Yes, it would be trade schools and that kind of thing. He says start programming those youth to have pride in working. I agree. Uh, John from Huntsville. Text it in. Says, uh, let's go get the adventures in woke world. <laughs> I'm getting there. Hang on, John. For the love. My gosh. I'm going I'm, I'm to I'm gonna get there. Uh, Jenny from Gunnersville. Oh, okay. Big old long text. I'm not sure. Um, he, okay, she's got 
Okay, she had a reply back from one of her state representatives, uh, Wes Kitchens, actually, about the Price Act. Uh, says, uh, dear Mr. and Mrs., and it's, it's Jenny from Gunnersville who sent this to us, our legislative session has not begun yet. Any legislation is still speculative. I'll be very cautious in voting for a bill that takes money away from local schools, but I am fortunate to represent five high schools and three. Okay, so basically, um, Representative West Kitchens just left himself all kinds of wiggle room not to do a thing. That's what I'm reading. Um, says the plans that have come before the legislature the past few years will not accomplish what you mentioned. Bull crap, Kitchen. All right, West Kitchens got to come on the show and defend this uh, email because what he basically said was, "Well, I'm just concerned, and I don't know that we can do anything and accomplish anything." And so that's, come on, man, give it a break. All right, so I will be reaching out to uh, Representative West Kitchens to get him on the show and see if he can explain why he is so wishy-washy about doing anything different about education. Uh, so if you know West Kitchens, you can tell him I'll be calling. Um, uh, Allie from Athens t- texted in, and then my text line went out. Allie broke my text line. There it is. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of what she's trying to say here. She says, she says my next voice career needs to be impersonations of Jimmy Stewart. <laughs> Especially when he's confronting Mr. Potter and it's a wonderful life. Come on, Potter. You, you cranky old man. Um, Ike from Somerville says, this is a good way to reduce the power of the woke educators union. I agree. I agree. All right. I'll tell you what, here's the deal. We're going to kick it off. We've got so much stuff, so much content and this is a segment we do periodically. This has to be done. That's the kind of thing when I'm going through the news and I'm like, that's woke. Oh, that look how woke that is. What in the wokeness is going on? And I realize I've got in this segment, Adventures in Woke World. Hit it, Boomer. Adventures in Woke World. Right out the gate. Censorship. Right out the gate. James Bond novels have been scrubbed of their offensive content. (laughs) you can't make this stuff up so this story came off of military.com believe it or not ian fleming's james bond novels long favorites of veterans and president john f kennedy are getting an update for the 21st century under the direction of the late author's estate they hired and they call them this there's okay there's people out there that have a job they hired sensitivity readers boomer what's a sensitivity reader Ooh, uh, people that maybe look for all those woke words. I guess. (laughs) They know that dictionary. They're very sensitive to wokeness. The estate hired sensitivity readers to do a closer reading of the text of the original books, and the Telegraph newspaper has the details about what they found. They said, we at Ian Fleming Publications reviewed the text of the original Bond books and decided our best course of action was to follow Ian's lead. But what they're trying to say is, well, Ian wanted to change the words too. Well, then why didn't he? He's the author. But no, they hired sensitivity readers. This is, you can't make this crap up. So how long has James Bond been out there uh, saving the world from bad guys? You know, just doing the thing. And it says, they, they say they found racist terms. They decided to take those out. Okay, I get it. Then they went on to say, and where the ethnicity of a minor character had no bearing on the plot, they removed the designation of the ethnicity. Okay. I guess that's like saying um, that the, the, the black man crossed the street. They just made it say the man crossed the street. Okay. I mean, never mind the fact that reading is supposed to create a mental image. I mean, when you read, you don't just read. 
you're actually picturing in your minds what a good author has put out on paper. You can see it. Okay, let's make sure that we cut those out. In a new version of the book Live and Let Die, which also been made into a movie, a scene where he attempted to write in what he thought as some type of uh, ethnic uh, language that they deemed that whole portion unsalvageable and chopped it out altogether. And then one passage, uh, apparently uh, in the original manuscripts, listed homosexuality as a stubborn disability. <laughs> that has also been cut. Homosexuality is a stubborn disability. That's also been cut. Well, anyway, the bottom line is this. As we go through adventures in woke world, you'll be glad to know that the world which has been saved multiple times from disaster by 007, that sensitivity readers have gone through the manuscripts and have made sure that some of the more offensive content has now been culled so that we have a benign, less offensive version of 007 to deal with. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, gosh, I mean, I got so many. Which one do I want to choose? I'm going to go with this one now. Daily Caller. Daily Caller has a piece. Adventures in Woke World, y'all. Here's the headline. Brace yourselves. England and Wales are banning violent male criminals from being housed in women's prisons. Okay, good. Why is this a question? Why is this a question? Why is it a question? Why do we have to have a headline that tells us that good common sense has prevailed and that England and Wales are now banning violent male criminals from being housed in women's prisons? Unlike, it says, most U.S. states. Really? So um, here's, here's the opening line. You ready? U.K. Deputy Defense Minister Dominic Raab announced that transgender women inmates will be banned from female prisons in England and Wales if they have violent convictions. Oh, my gosh. Let me read it to you again. U.K. Deputy Defense Minister Dominic Raab announced that transgender women, which, by the way, is a dude, Transgender women inmates will be banned from female prisons in England and Wales if they have violent convictions. So let me get this straight. Someone said, you know what? I'm just thinking here, just spitballing, would you? That maybe, just maybe, if we put a violent dude who calls himself a chick, if we put a violent dude in a women's prison, it could go badly. Just just throwing that out there for the good of the order. <laughs> and... and and they had to debate it. Recently indicated the policy would become effective on Monday, that was yesterday, uh, and include transgender women convicted of violent crimes. The inmates can only be considered for exemption from the policy in the most exceptional of cases. Pray tell, how exceptional does it have to be? What, what, what exactly is the exception that allows someone to go, you know, let's just go ahead and put the dude in the female prison. Why not? What could go wrong? Um, it says few U.S. states, though, have explicitly banned violent criminals who identify as transgender women from female prisons. Maine and California have actually set up official policies allowing transgender inmates to be placed in prisons based on their gender identity. Wow. While more than 35 other states have fallen in line with federal guidelines, telling agencies to consider on a case-by-case -case basis whether a placement would ensure the inmates health. How about the other inmates? Do they not have rights? How about the other inmates? We got to make sure that we we ensure the inmates' health and safety, and it might mean putting the dude in a chick prison. Well, I got news. Maybe the other inmates want to have a question about their own health and safety considered in the process. Maybe it shouldn't even be a headline. Maybe this is ridiculous. Maybe we're in woke world, 
If it's actually a headline that says England and Wales are banning violent male criminals from being housed in women's prisons, like that was a debatable issue in the first place. Adventures in woke world. All right, we're going to come right back from the break. I got to tell you, some of this stuff is maddening. Like, you know, the fact that I've got one headline that says that Canada is considering assisted suicide for minors without parental consent. What? I kid you not. How about this? The chaplain who reported the terrorist for questioning LGBTQ activism. What? How about this? Nike, in all their defund the policeness, is now begging for police protection to reopen their store in Portland. <laughs> it gets better. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio. Y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio, solid conservative, just plain right, making it cool to be a conservative. Uh, text lines are open, and they are already going boom. So uh, uh, JT from Lacey Springs just texted in and said, sensitivity reader, the definition, a snowflake whose morning wake-up cup is as ice water, is ice water and a packet of sugar and a celery stick. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just laugh every time I hear snowflake. A snowflake. Snowflake. It's silly. Um, uh, what do we got here? Uh, Brad from Limestone County, England and Wales banning violent male prisoners from being housed in women's prisons. Objection, Your Honor. Are we not begging the question that if you're Katanji Brown Jackson, that there is no answer? <laughs> That's a point. Uh, uh, what else we got here? Jeremy from Huntsville regarding men and women's prisons, three squares and a cot and access to, uh, behavior that we shouldn't talk about on the radio. Yeah. <laughs> No wonder crime is going up, he says. I get it. Mm. Paul from Athens. Apparently the sensitivity readers are watching my Twitter feed. <laughs> he says, I've been locked out three times in the last week for 12 hours each. <laughs> <laughs> sensitivity readers got hold of Paul from Athens' Twitter account. Um, Man. I know. Uh, David from uh, Huntsville says, uh, love, oh, okay, he, he, he says, I loved your wishy-washy voice impression of Wes Kitchens <laughs> bowing immediately to the quicksand of the Alabama education cabal. Uh, yeah, so that's uh, pretty awful. Wes Kitchens needs to recognize that the fight with the teachers' union is part of what made the Republican Party great. Mm. Um, Brandy from Athens can't wait to see how. how wait, wait, can't wait to see how they make Hitler look mis like a misunderstood individual. <laughs> Sensitivity <laughs> readers, we Sensitivity. can't pick on Hitler. He might have been misunderstood. He's gonna really. Work. He had a rough upbringing. <laughs> yes. Um, Oh, uh, hey, so about yeah, the state, uh, finding your state um, elected official. Yeah. Hey, I put it up on the website so the world can find Alabama state elected okay. officials. Yes. Where is it on the website? Down at the very bottom in the footer on any of the pages. You'll see it all highlighted. Just click it and it'll take you to that page. Sweet. Easy. So it, when you go in, when, and you did it a moment ago, I saw what, so it doesn't tell you like their contact information. It just tells you who they are so that you can then. Look then you, all you have to do is I just put their contact information in the in the you know the search engine yeah. and it pulled it right up. Now the, and the way it works, by the way, uh, it just depends on where you are. Uh, a lot of the uh, state senator and 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 house members, um, like the house, does not truly have a staff. 
uh, down in Montgomery. They don't. The Senate does. The Senate usually has at least a secretary. Uh, so um, you, you look up how to contact them. You may find a 334 area code to contact their office if they're in the Senate. But I'll also tell you, too, that a lot of the um, a lot of the uh, especially the larger uh, areas have a, a local delegation office with a secretary that they pay for to sort of take care of their local constituency information. I believe Marshall County has one. We never had one here in um, uh, uh, Etowah County. Uh, I just had, you know, my law firm became the de facto office where you could call me. Uh, but um, but I did have a staff member down in Montgomery also. So just, just know this. They are accessible. And I would encourage you. Uh, I guarantee you, you're going to know somebody who knows them personally if you don't already know them personally. Just reach out to them. You will be amazed at how accessible state legislators actually are. I mean, they just they go to the same churches, eat the same restaurants, shop in the same grocery stores. They're right here in your community. There's a part-time gig. Um, we used to call it my full-time part-time job when I was in the Senate. But truth be told, uh, it's a part-time gig. They live right here at home and find out who they are. And if you need help contacting them, let us know, and we'll see if we can put you in touch. Um, all right, back to Adventures in Woke. Play it for me again, Boomer. Adventures in Woke World. Okay, Army Times. Army Times, lawmakers accuse the Army of ignoring woke policies that hurt recruiting. They don't want to talk about this. They don't. They don't. The Army missed its recruiting goal by 15,000 this last year. Now, apparently they're doing better this year, and I'm glad to hear it. But it says a pair of Republican House leaders, this, this story, by the way, came out just a few days ago. A pair of Republican House leaders on Thursday accused Army officials of covering up evidence that social justice initiatives are hurting military recruiting efforts and demanded the service turn over all survey data. So here's what happened. I told you last week they did a survey. The Army commissioned it. We did a survey. We went to find out. Why can't we recruit? We can't find anybody that wants to join the Army. We need more people. Where are they? (laughs) Well, they claim that the results of the survey indicated that most young adults were turning away from service opportunities because, quote, of the demands and dangers of military life. I got news. That's why they sign up. They don't sign up because it's easy. They don't sign up because, I don't know, being a paratrooper is, you know, easy. Because it was easy, everybody do it. They sign up for the adventure. They sign up for the thrill. They sign up to defend their nation. They sign up for all the right reasons. They sign up for Captain America and God and country and all of it. They do. The very idea that the Army's position is going to be, well, you know, uh, what our survey found was that, um, well, they're scared. No. I I guarantee you that's not accurate. Was it partly in there? Sure. Are there some who don't join because of that? Sure. Is that the driving force that's keeping young men and women away from serving in the military? No. No. I question that. And I'm going to question it after this break. What do you think of that? I'm going to come back and keep on questioning it. Tomorrow I might question it some more. You know why? This is the by God United States of America. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio. Y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back.
You're listening live to Right Side Radio with Phil Williams. It's hard to go wrong when you're on the right side. Right Side Radio, solid, conservative, and just plain right. Alabama syndicated news talk leader, Right Side Radio. Phil Williams here live in the Right Side studios for hour number two. Local, state, national, sometimes international, man. We cover down on all the issues. And like the dude just said, solid conservative and just plain right. So, all right, I am in uh, Adventures in Woke World right now. Right before the break, I hit on this story from the Army Times. And I got to tell you, I take issue with this. Um, Being the third of four generations of Army officers, I can just tell you that the vast majority of people who join, they don't join just because of a paycheck. I mean, some do. They don't join just because they had nothing else going on. I mean, some do. They don't, they don't join just for the GI Bill. Some, some do. Most people join the military because it's a life that gives them an opportunity to feel like they did something that was above and beyond. They, they have the opportunity to serve. It's a chance to serve. It's a chance to do something that's meaningful. It's a chance to be part of a team. And the Army is saying right now, according to the story here on Army Times, oh, my gosh. The Army is being accused by Representative Mike Waltz of cherry-picking the data that it will allow people to see as to why they are having historically low recruitment and retention. Mm. The Army's version is, we did a survey. Did a survey. And the survey said that apparently the biggest problem they're having right now is that, uh, you know, young adults are turning away from service because of the dangers and the demands of military life. Those are exactly the reasons why you sign up. I, you, go walk, you go walk into any military installation. You will always find the Beetle Baileys. You'll always find the ones who, you know, are slacking and you, you wonder how they got in. All right. They're, they're there. And, and in every vocation, they're there. But you will also find a group of motivated individuals who are now learning what it means to get up early and work hard and work late and, oh, by the way, do things that are physically demanding and uncomfortable and require you to think through things and require you to you know, learn and to lead. But the Army is going to say, well, the reason why we're having trouble recruiting is because, you know, <clears throat> apparently they're scared. Well, I take issue with this. And especially when you find out that Army officials told the Associated Press well, they couldn't release all of the data because it was done by a private research contractor, and, and some of that may be, you know, um, considered sensitive or, or in some way uh, could not be released because it was, you know, subject to confidentiality. Shut up! So the United States Army, paid for with tax dollars, gets out there and does a survey trying to find something that justifies the grounds under which they are not able to meet mission on recruiting, and their version of it is to say, well, we can't show you everything. What we can tell you is apparently there's a lot of kids who are scared. Nope. Nope, I'm not seeing it. Those same kids are playing sports in high school. Those same kids are, you know, still rough and tumble. Those kids are smart. Those kids are, by the way, this is still America where we have the, 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 the right to do certain things, but kids also understand most of those rights have to be fought for and defended. So I take issue with this one. I, did you notice that? Boomer, I took issue with it. I just, uh, I'm, I'm not sure I if you noticed, noticed it. it. It was, yeah. Okay, in case I didn't say it loud enough for you. No! No! <laughs> no. All right, Adventures in Woke World continues. How about this story from Red State? Oh, Okay. 
Oh, boy. Brace yourselves. You ready? Canada considers expanding its assisted suicide law to include minors without parental consent. Okay, Boomer's head just snapped back on his shoulders. What are you thinking? I don't know. (laughs) Say that again. Canada, this headline yesterday, by the way, or two days ago, Canada considers expanding its assisted suicide law to include minors, even without parental consent. I kid you not. Really? He's, he's giving me the look like I'm holding. I mean, I, I know you're you're holding it. I'm holding up to the camera now. I'm not making this up. It's right there. So uh, Canada, which already has that kind of macabre, you know, medical assistance in dying law. Um, basically, it's government assisted suicide. Which allows non-terminally ill, not 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 even terminally ill, non-terminally ill people to end their lives with the help of Trudeau's government. Uh, Thirty-one thousand plus casualties thus far in this law. Three point three percent of all Canadian deaths are now assisted suicide. Three point three percent, according to this article. What? Well, if it's not creepy enough, now they're considering what to do about you know, kids. You know, kids got it hard, man. Kids. What do we do with kids? Well, how about this? Let's find a way to assist them in taking their own lives. Mm. How about no? This says the Special Joint Committee on Medical Assistance in Dying. God, they got a special committee for this. The Special Joint Committee on Medical Assistance in Dying recommended that what they call, quote unquote, mature minors whose deaths were reasonably foreseeable could access assisted suicide even without parental consent. That was a recommendation of the special joint committee. Who are these people on this committee? Who are the Kevorkians on this committee? You had a whole panel of Kevorkians. The special joint committee on medical assistance and dying recommended that, quote, mature minors. Now I'm doing air quotes, which doesn't work real well on the radio, but I'm doing it. Air quotes. Mature minors whose deaths are reasonably foreseeable could uh, access assisted suicide even without parental consent. So it goes on to ask the question, first of all, what the heck is a mature minor? Yeah. What, is a mature? what is that? So is there a test they have to take to prove their wisdom? Uh-huh. Is there such a determination to be made by a doctor's subjective opinion? Yeah, you appear to be a mature one. I will submit your name now for assisted suicide. Says, thankfully, though, not all Canadians are on board. The committee has, for now, at the very least, decided not to go ahead and recommend that minors with mental health issues be given assistance in their lives. Oh, well, how about that? The fact that they debated it on government time is amazing. But it goes on to say, points out that a lady named Amy Hasbrook, she's part of a group that is trying to resist this. A group, by the way, their name is called Not Dead Yet. <laughs> There's a name. It says teen brains are not fully developed enough to make such an existential decision like ending their own lives. And it's true. That's why we have laws that protect kids. You know, there's, a, there's an age of majority at which point they can make their own decisions. And prior to that, they're deemed to be at a point, legally speaking, where they should not be able to give consent or enter into bargains like a contracts, buy property, uh, get married, uh, vote, drink, have sex with adults. All of it's protected. Um, It goes on to say, we also, by the way, have a word in our English language called miracles and that miracles can occur. And that if you're going to end the life of a kid because you believe that "Mm, they got a hard thing going there, man, we need to go ahead and take them out. You're, you're you're, You're not taking into account that miracles happen every day 
in the medical community. Um, is Brian on the line right now? I, I do have a call. Let me drip that real quick. Uh, Brian from Huntsville, how you doing, buddy? Uh, I was doing well until that last woke world statement. Yeah, sorry, man. It's what I do. But, uh, well, let's see. Uh, United States has a suicide hotline everywhere, yeah. which is to try to prevent people from doing so. But yeah. this past in Canada, I'm sorry, I, I would really hate to call the suicide hotline in anywhere in Canada at that point. Yeah, I'm afraid they might just go ahead and tell you how to do it. it. That's what I'm afraid of. Yeah, I, I totally get it. I mean, here we are in the United States trying to prevent suicide, and in Canada they're putting in a fast food drive through for, for suicide. Um, All right. Well, uh, you have a blessed day. You as too, buddy. As it can be. Thank See you, man. Uh, yeah, and, and this one got some attention on the text line. So Barry from Fultonville texted in and says, Phil, I don't know if this is a topic today. Um, are we going to – uh, I, I think he's, he's changing the subject on me. I'm sorry. He wants to know if we're going to trade in our paper money. I don't know, bud. I don't know, Barry. That's uh, not a topic that I'm in today, but uh, we're getting there, I'm sure. Chuck from Oneida, Tennessee says uh, they're scared. They're scared of being hung out to drive by Biden like he did in Afghanistan. Talk about uh, young men and women not joining the military. There's that. Michelle from Huntsville says, mercy, Canada. Watch out. Next, they'll build a gas chamber and just take the walk-ins. <sighs> God. Uh, well put and also sad. And then Brian from Huntsville, who I believe just uh, just just called in right there, same Brian, says, um, with regards to the uh, inability to recruit, he says, BS on that, all I can, he said, all I can fight that survey, all I can say to fight that survey is HUA. Um, I'm, I'm, with, I'm with you, buddy. All right, we're going to wrap up Adventures in Woke World here in just a minute. Let's go ahead and take the break right now, Boomer. We'll do that and come right back. I still got to tell you, what is Nike actually asking for police assistance now? That's irony. Or how about this? You can't buy a gun on a military base. I'm sorry. What population has more training and weapons than any other? Maybe the military? Bill Williams, Right Side Radio. Y'all stay tuned. We will be right back. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio, solid conservative, just plain right. Well, on a slightly lighter note, but uh, this one is steeped in irony. Steeped. Steeped in irony. Like like a teabag soaking in water. is steeped in irony. Um, the Post Millennial has an article that came out today. Uh, yesterday, actually. It says, Nike begs the Portland mayor for police protection to reopen shuttery community store plague with retail theft. Okay, let me, let me just do some reminding. In my opinion, the vast majority of what we're dealing with today in terms of woke social justice policies, you can, you can reach back to the first time that Colin Kaepernick took a knee at a San Francisco 49ers game. Wasn't he with the 49ers, Boomer? He was, wasn't he? I think he was. Kaepernick? Yeah. Yes, he was. Yeah, he was. So the, fir- so the first time he took a knee at a game and created the social justice movement that, that later on became the BLM movement, and then in the, in the wake of the George Floyd uh, events, it just, it just you know, kind of swept the nation. 
I think you can trace it back to Colin Kaepernick, who was the organization that that embraced Colin Kaepernick and made him the face of their next advertising campaign. That would be, oh yeah, Nike. <laughs> so you've got Colin Kaepernick taking a knee, protesting police. The origins, in my opinion, of the defund the police movement date back to that. Who was the company that went woke on this and angered people left and right? That would be Nike. Postmillennial.com article out yesterday, Nike now begs the Portland mayor for police protection. It says, on February the 9th, Nike sent a letter to Portland Mayor Ted Wheeler and city officials asking for more police at their uh, MLK community store, which has been closed for months because of ongoing retail theft. So, so the crime rate is so bad that the company that pushed for defund the police has now had to close its store because it, it can't keep inventory on the shelves because they, they keep walking in and stealing it in broad daylight. And now they want to reopen the store, but they're saying that they need police protection and that they're willing to pay for it out of pocket. They'll pay to have full-time police officers who would be selected to police the store. Really? But it says the second option would be to pay off-duty Portland Police Bureau officers as contracted security. Really? So whatever happened to your defund the police thing? What... Boomer's laughing. <laughs> exactly. I mean, this is nuts. The irony of this. And by the way, the hypocrisy of this. Right. Which irony and hypocrisy often go hand in hand. But um, I just coined that phrase. You're welcome yeah, to quote there me. There you go. But, but yeah, so here we are looking at a situation where the roots, in my opinion, if you, if you look back and had to do a, like a family tree of the defund the police movement, you're going to find... Back yonder on the trunk at the root, you're going to find Colin Kaepernick kneeling down at the San Francisco 49ers game, being embraced by Nike. Sweep that forward to BLM and and defund the police and the Chaz movement and all of it. And next thing you know, what do you have? A situation that's so bad that the people who originally embraced it now can't keep their stores open. And they're asking for more police protection. If that's not an adventure of woke world, I do not know what is. Unbelievable. Unstinking believable. There's that. Um, here's one. Let me jump down in my stack so I'll make sure I get this one in. Military.com, military that, uh, that overly liberal uh, bastion of news about the military, has a story dated February 24th. Headline, gun buying restrictions on base are needed to reduce suicide, Pentagon panel says. So let me just suggest to you that the most concentrated location of people who have actually been trained to use firearms, trained in an official capacity, would very likely be within the gates, within the fence line of a military installation. Just saying. But it says military exchange stores should stop selling guns to troops under 25 years old. That's seven years of military service. They can get in when they're 18, but then not be able to buy a firearm if this re recommendation is, is adopted on, on post or on base. Never mind the fact that they can go right outside the gate and buy any firearm, any gate, go outside the gate, buy a firearm. But you know, it's going to change things if we can restrict the sale of firearms on. No, it's not. 
This is another blanket way of trying to deal with the Second Amendment through the back door. It says restricting gun sales to service members 25 years old or older would filter out younger troops who are most at risk for suicide. Folks, they came in and they were, and I'm not, I'm, by the way, I am not at all belittling or denying the fact that the suicide rate among veterans is higher than it is among non-veterans. But what I am saying is this, telling them you couldn't buy a weapon at the post exchange until you're 25 despite the fact that we brought you in and trained you how to use a weapon and you've been qualifying on it every year since then for seven straight years, you got to wait seven years to buy one. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Were the sensitivity readers working on this group too? I mean, anyway, it points out troops, like most Americans, have a constitutional right to own guns. Yes, they do. And they can just go off post. Yes, they can. But you know what? We're going to save a lot of lives if they can't buy one on federal property because, you know, that's important. Let me leave you with an encouraging note. Nashville-bound Kurt Cameron. So Kurt Cameron, actor, writer, and producer, he's been on a crusade. He calls it a crusade to save America's kids and grandkids from a culture gone woke and broke. He's taking his message of faith, family, and personal freedoms to public libraries all over the place. If you remember, he was turned down by 50 woke libraries about reading his new children's book. Even though they had drag queen story hours, they were turning him down. That changed. He said the public became aware. He said America woke up. They've got libraries all over the country inviting them now. He's got a tour going on with uh, women's sports advocate Riley Gaines, who was the one who had to compete against the transgender swimmer, Uh, Duck Dynasty uh, character uh, Missy Robertson, and several others who are now going and reading books about patriotism and faith, and thousands of parents are showing up. In his words, he said, he told people, you got to get off the sidelines and get in the arena. Don't complain and criticize the culture. Start to create the culture by going on the offense. He said, I had no idea how many people were ready to join that fight. So I leave you with that. As woke world looks crazy, and it is, there are still a lot more of us out there than there are them. So stay in the fight. Stay in the fight. All right, folks. Coming right back, number two on the Triple Dipper, Skynet Bias. We'll be right back. 